1: It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine
2: I have not. Summer
1: heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care, no or don't. Headed my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare.
2: To the hook right here.
1: Just a white line, gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there Low budget live. Not so live.
2: A little Biloxi Blues by yours truly. Luke Duncan One of my original songs there Thank y'all so much for the love on that song I get a lot of messages about that Makes me a happy boy Very happy boy Low budget live right here In the low budget live bar and grill Low budget live not so live Today December 30th This is a monumental episode And I know what you're thinking Luke what are you going to say today What are you going to do today What are you going to bring us Well you know, I'm bringing you the last podcast of the decade. Think about that. December 30th, 2019. This is it. This is the last podcast of the decade. That's important. This will go down in history books. This will be documented forever, uh, at least in the YouTube comments. You know, the last podcast of the decade. And I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought, you don't know, have a Have a guest on today. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna do no, no, man. I'm going old school. So for those of you that are new to LBL, just here in the last few months, you know, I used to just ramble on a lot of times just by myself, by myself. So we're gonna do some of those every now and then. And this one, I wanted to end the year. I wanted to end the year, end the decade, right here at the LBL Bar and Grill, all by myself. Lonesome, the last podcast of the decade. When I when I got up this morning, I knew I was going to do a podcast, and um, you know I, I always got it on the brain when I'm when I'm when I'm uh, when it's a day of you know what I'm going to talk about, what I'm going to do, and yeah, you know, I kind of got it got heavy for me, you know. I'm like, man, it's the it's it's almost the end of a decade. That's ten years you know, for those of you that went to county school like I did. Ten years. And it got me thinking, you know, what have I accomplished in ten years? What, you know, what's changed in ten years? And man, for me personally, geez, I, I sit here today um, you know, at a house I didn't even live in three years ago, you know, with the triple threat, Miss Marissa. Uh, it's been a crazy 10 years, you know, I've watched my kids grow up. Obviously we lost loved ones. Um, it's, there's been some amazing things that have happened. There's been some, there's been some bad things that have happened, uh, you know, in my personal life, my professional life. Um, it's crazy to look back But that's what we do That's what we do as, as, as human beings At the end of a year At the beginning of another year We we, we self-evaluate You know, we re-evaluate our situations I, I, In 2020, one of my, my things is always uh, Fat-ass challenge I want to drop some LBs I want to drop a lot of LBs, you know Get rid of some of this uh, baby fat I got going on here Some of this winter warmth If you will And but we always do that but a, de- a decade man 10 years think about what's happened in, in just in our little corner of the sport bass fishing in 10 years 10 years jeez man for me personally 10 years had all these life changes you know i uh, went from a 26 year old man to a 36 year old man father of five father of five in 10 years you know Um, thanks to my amazing stepkids coming to my life, you know, thanks to, to meeting my, my soulmate, Miss Marissa in the last several years of my life. You know, I went through a horrible divorce, you know, towards the beginning of this decade. So it's been a crazy, crazy ride, crazy ride, man. I've seen TH Marine, Explode into a company that I never even thought would be possible in ten years, and I've been along for that ride. I got to see my professional bass fishing dreams. I got to got to do that. Got to do that. Got to got to chase that dream. You know, got to got to live that. Now I get to do this, and so when you're checking off those boxes, and you're like, Did I accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish in those ten years? You always set goals for yourself, and I would say, No, you know, I haven't. I'm never satisfied, but I would say that I did accomplish a lot of things. That I wanted to accomplish as well, and so here's to the next ten years for all of us, man. Let's make it the best ten years we can. Let's not take any days for granted. It's easier said than done. It's easier said than done, um, but let's get it. Let's get this. Let's get this. Twenty twenty. Let's get twenty nineteen. Was a bad year for me, man. It's a good year. At times it was a really bad year. You guys know. That have been following along with this for a long time. It's been crazy, especially this fall, man. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be really glad when I when that calendar flips on over to 2020. Big time for me. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for my family. And uh, but I, I hope that in 10 years from now when we sit down to do low budget live the headed into the 2030s. That that man. We accomplish all of us accomplish everything we want to accomplish. So, uh, I challenge you to dig deep. Look what you know. Look back on this ten years. Take this chance to go. Hey, man, what am I not like? What am I going to change? And I got a lot of things I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do different in the next ten years. That's for sure. That's for sure. So, last podcast of the decade. Whoo! It's heavy. It's heavy stuff. Hope all of you had a, uh, a wonderful Christmas out there. Hope Santa brought you all kind of goodies, rods and reels and, and, and whatnots, little trinkets. I hope, um, I know for myself, Christmas was, was amazing. Uh, I pulled it off, guys. For those of you wondering, the triple threat, I pulled it off. Here's one thing you need to know in life. Most of you know it. Some of you youngsters out there might not. Jewelry trumps The fact that we suck at Christmas. So always lean towards jewelry, okay? You buy something shiny, a little bit of bling, put a little bit of money in it, a little bit of time picking it out, boom. You're out of the doghouse, cuz. So suck at Christmas. We've talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. But in the fourth quarter at a jewelry store in Florence, Alabama, I pulled it out. I I, I pulled out the victory, and uh, the triple threat, I believe, was happy, At least to my face, which is always important, and it was a great Christmas. The kids loved Christmas. Um, It was also at the same time very hard Christmas because of losing my mother. And it was just it was it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. You know, it was one of those things where you almost just expected her to walk into the room at any minute with presents and uh, cooking food. And she was always Christmas was so important to her, and it was uh, all the traditions that you that you grow accustomed to. But we made some new traditions this year with Dad, and, and it, was, it was good. Uh, we all surrounded each other with support and love, and I think it will we'll always go down as one of our um, best Christmases that we ever had as a family. And we focused on the things that were most important, and so really kind of got down to the root of it. And it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, you know, it's not all about shiny gifts, that's for sure. And holidays are hard. They're hard for a lot of people. And and uh, it was awesome to be surrounded by love and by family. Um, but it, but on in the vein of gifts, I've got to say, check out this new microphone. Check that out. No sure. Uh, SM7B. This is like if you're a podcaster, you're supposed to have one of these, I think. Um, this show was given its name, Low Budget Live, because I had a lot of old music equipment laying around. And that's what I've always recorded on. That's why we have so many issues. (laughs) Uh, Audio glitches and whatnots, but I got this new mic from my dad, Big Marty. Um, Also new to the low-budget live bar and grill, the Kool-Aid man. I don't know if you can see that back there, but I got to tell you a quick story on this guy. So during my grandfather's funeral procession, it only would make sense in my life, my crazy life, we're rolling down the road, and everybody's sad. And I look over, and there's a pawn shop in my hometown, antique store deal. And this guy is standing on the sidewalk, and there's like a golden light shining oh, right on him. Incredible. It was incredible. And I'm like, oh, my. And my kids were like, we got to have that. We got to have that for the LBO Bar and Grill. And uh, so didn't think much else about it, but I mentioned it to my dad. And I, I never went back and tried to, to buy the thing. And uh, we talked about it and joked about it several times. But a couple of weeks ago, Harper and I had to be in that area of town, uh, of, of my hometown. And, and uh, I said, hey, let's run in there and see if they got that thing. I'm going to buy it. So we run in and it's gone. And I'm thinking, who in the hell would want a big Kool-Aid thing besides a nerd like myself? So Christmas morning, this bad dude is wrapped up at my dad's house. So, uh, y'all, the Kool-Aid man is, is here to stay, and my dad had gone in there the week after the funeral and bought this thing. Just stupid. <laughs> of all things, my dad, of course, was the one that beat me to the punch. So, uh, punch, fruit punch, tropical punch Kool-Aid is uh, is hard to beat, if you feel me on that. But uh, the Kool-Aid man is here. He is here to stay. I wanted some kind of cool statue for in here, and that was just perfect, so... Got the Kool Aid, man. Got the new mic. So huge thank you to Big uh, Big Marty D for adding to the low budget live bar and grill and supporting this. He's the podcast makes him nervous sometimes. He don't like controversy. He don't he don't like um, that kind of stuff. But uh, big thank you, big thank you to him, and big thank you to the folks at Starbright and Startron Products. Kicking ethanol in the teeth right there. When you put that in there, it's going to keep that ethanol away from you. Outboard motor, your chainsaw, your weed eater, your lawnmower. It's going. To, it's going to get it out of there. Your leaf blower. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're using that. Get, get, get that ethanol out of there. And then the Starbright cleaning products, Boat Guard, uh, Carpet Clean. All these things that make me look fresh. So thanks to them for supporting. Low Budget Live into the new decade. Big thank you to those folks. So crazy, crazy Christmas, like always, whirlwind, it's over with too soon. Spent a lot of time with family. And then fast forward to December 27th, and Darian and I, Darian is fishing D-Money, my arch-enemy, I love that y'all think that I don't like him. Um, we have a good time with y'all on Instagram with that. But so Darian and I get a get an invite. I talked about it on here from Ben Milliken and the guys at Sixth Cents, and they're putting together a little East Texas event where we can all come together, all fish, all film, do some things on some East Texas power plant lakes. So with everything going on in life, it's crazy with kids, family. You guys know how it is out there. And Darian is the same way. It's the holidays, so it's very hard. And when I told Ben, I'm like, man, you know, we can, we might can fit it in for, for a couple days. So Darian and I truly, we left on Friday, drove nine hours to East Texas, met up with these guys. Um, and we had a day and a half to fish, which was crazy. We drove nine hours back yesterday and got in about 10 last night, uh, fished a half day yesterday in Texas. So we go out there, and we'll meet up with Ben Milliken from, uh, you know, Milliken Fishing on YouTube. If you're not following him, go follow him. This dude works as hard as anybody in the business and loves bass fishing, man. He just loves fishing in general, and it was so cool spending time with Ben. I've, I've met Ben. We've talked a few times, but I uh, got to spend some time in a boat with him over the last couple of days. It's been awesome. Uh, a lot of the guys from Sixth Sense came up, but my man Zach... Big Zach, the sales manager for Six Sense was there, um, got to meet a couple new friends, Captain Ronnie Kelly, if you're looking for a guide on Lake Fork, Captain Ron, hit up Captain Ron, funny, funny dude, uh, hung out with us, and as a fan of Low Budget Live, and it's always cool, you go, go to Texas, meet people you don't know, first thing out of their mouth, Low Budget Live, They're digging what we're doing over here in Tennessee And that's cool, this bass fishing world is cool like that Um, Captain Billy Lawson Another Lake Fork Guide Your Lake Fork Guide I believe uh, On Instagram, on YouTube Putting out a lot of content, good dude I got to fish with Billy the first day out there Um, Got to meet uh, Mr. Ben Milliken's cameraman Cole Uh, Several other guys coming in and out East Texas has always been uh, I spent a lot of time around Rayburn and 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 you know call on uh skeeter boats for th marine so i've been in that area a lot over the years man people are just uh, they're just awesome awesome and uh so it's always fun being down there in those parts and and uh so thanks to six Sense for putting that on and giving me an opportunity to go fish these lakes that i've always just read about and 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 Wanted to fish. And first day, the weather was really bad, and, and we did a little challenge. You'll see. we got I got videos coming, and Ben's got videos coming, and Billy and Darian. But uh, we did a little challenge with Six Cents, like a bait box thing, where we just got to fish with the baits that were in the box. Had a little five-fish tournament. I ain't saying I want it, but I want it. Me and Billy want it. And uh, didn't catch any bigs. Didn't catch any bigs. Caught a lot of fish. Didn't catch any big ones on this, this one power plant lake we went to. And then yesterday, excuse me, I'm losing my voice, too much talking this weekend. Yesterday, we went to another power plant lake and actually got to catch fish off the bed in December, which it'll be three months before I get to do that at home. Caught some on frogs, topwater swim baits, but uh, Ben Milken and I fished yesterday and filmed and got to throw big glide baits and uh, catch a couple big ones doing that it, it was so much fun, man, and and, uh, and for the first time, I got to see some of the new Sixth Sense plastics. I've not got to fish any of these yet, and my man, Philip Jones, designed these things, and I wanted to show you just because it's fresh on my mind, and uh, this is the Prawn, Prawn, um, Prawn, when you're from southern Tennessee, but a little creature bait, little beaver-style bait, Goes through a mat really good. I flipped mats with it yesterday a little bit. Caught a couple fish on this thing, flipping it around with a big weight. Um, Really cool colors and uh, probably make a good little jig trailer too. That's the prawn 4.2 prawn. And then another one is the stroker crawl. Little kicking legs. Be good on a chatterbait. Be good on a jig. Be good by itself. we got to play with those. We got some swim baits coming. A lot of plastics coming from those guys, but I can't say enough about them. And y'all know, y'all know that I'm six cents to the core, and I'm not going to sponsor you to death on the show. But uh, Casey Sobzak and and his family, those people are really good, and they have big plans and they have big dreams, and they really, uh, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. The hard baits are awesome, but going to be uh, excited to in their plastics in 2020. And beyond, and and uh, glad they finally got some coming out. They're doing worm hooks now, doing all kind of cool stuff. So um, be on the lookout for them. But they hosted us, put us up in a house, gave me the opportunity to come out, and and uh, didn't get my ten pounder. Uh, I did catch one big one on a glide bait thing. Put it right here, me and Ben Milliken thing. Um, they get on my on a hinkle shad. Never got to uh, throw one of those. And Ben's got a box full of them. Was gracious enough to let me use one of those. Two hundred dollars swimmers, but uh, he and I did that. Darren and Billy uh, caught a bunch yesterday on the bed and different things. But it's just cool to go when you, when it's cold, which it's been kind of mild here in Tennessee. But our water temperature is cold, and to get to go there and you fish a lake that's sixty-seven degrees, and it was it's just it's wild, man. Those power plant lakes um, are really cool. So got to do that. That was a good way to end the year. Get my mind right for next year. A lot of things coming on the channel and and just. Man, it was it was good just to go fishing. It was the first bass fishing I've really got to do in, in, in a little bit. So um thank you to Ben Milliken for helping organize that and Sixth Sense, Casey, and the guys for putting it together. And uh, y'all go check out their new stuff. All right, moving on, moving on. Uh a lot of you a lot of you have commented and messaged about uh, my back and forth with Gerald Spoyer That's still lingering Around with you guys And I just want to say on this podcast uh, You know, there's no beef that Like it's, it's that's that's over, okay And a lot of people took issue with Gerald And over the fact that he didn't On the podcast, apologize And I've said it on here And I'll say it again It didn't. Bo- that didn't bother me It didn't bother me I, I got thick skin It, it didn't bother me it uh, wasn't really anything I thought of until people started going, hey man, this guy did not apologize to you. It wasn't anything that I um, ever thought about. But I wanted to say this. I wanted to say this. I wanted to say this on here um, where people understand this uh, and and hear this from me. Gerald reached out to me before Christmas after I did the Maybe the Latimer episode. Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. And, uh, yeah, 99% sure he did. And he wanted to make sure that I knew he was sorry for what he said because I don't know if he's seen the comments or he heard me talk about on the podcast or whatever, but he apologized, okay? And I want to let everybody know that. That takes a big dude to apologize just like me uh, I felt like it takes a, a a big guy to admit he's wrong. Like what I said about Gerald, the things I said, I don't know him well enough. Um, throwing shade, as the kids say, throwing shade. You know, I apologize on the podcast, but it did not bother me that he didn't say he was sorry for, you know, calling me a bitch in that group. That, whatever. Um, he, but he has now. And he also told me that he's a fan of what's going on uh, with the podcast. That that uh, and he just wanted me to, you know, they felt like I was misrepresenting what they had going on, and that's fine. Um, but he he gave me several compliments, and and you know, man, I'm I'm, all, I'm we're good, we're good. So you guys, I can't thank you immensely for the support and the personal messages you guys send and the comments where you really, you know, we do have a little thing here. Me and you guys, we do, you know, but' we're, we're the the fans of this show supporters, um, it means a lot to me that y'all have my back, but at the same time, um, just know that uh, I'll let you know if something's bugging me and and you know the spoiler thing was not that big of a deal, uh, especially after my conversation with the guy and uh, I hope like hell that in 2020 I can get Gerald back on here because he wins a BPT. Man, I can say that, you know? So, um, cares about what he's doing. I care about what I'm doing. It is what it is. So, I wanted everybody to know that because it's just, uh, I, you know, I see guys, I see comments about him and different things, and, 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 and you are entitled to your opinion. You listen to him on the podcast. Lord knows he and I talk for an hour. Make your own opinions about a guy. Um, don't let me influence you one way or the other, but, uh, but I do want to say that he did reach out and he has apologized. So that was a that was a big deal for me. That was a big deal for me. Um, not a lot shaking in the fishing world. It's kind of gotten quiet. But uh, when that when that calendar clicks over to 2020, we're headed into what we all love, and that's that's tournaments. It's coming. We're going to be able to talk to uh, hopefully uh, tournament winners talk some fishing techniques and of course we're going to talk some drama (laughs) we're going to talk some drama and there's there's still some going on out there um you know it's never going to go away it's 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 a great it's the great divide of bass fishing but i think if we can all hang on i think it will calm down you know there's lots of things to be excited about in 2020 a ton of things coming uh for me personally and for just this whole bass fishing world so Lots of awesome stuff is on the way, Um you know, away from the drama. Uh, the BFLs kick off next week in uh at Rayburn. I'll be interested to see how many boats they have. I know I talked to Fat Todd Castleton yesterday, and Fat Todd is going to fish that. Uh Big Todd made his announcement this week that um, Bass did a write-up or maybe a week before that he is one of the guys leaving, you know, his name wasn't on the roster, and he left the FLW Tour to go to the Opens. He's going to fish both divisions. And Todd will be one of those guys that I look for being close to uh, making the elites at the end of the year. He's really, really good on a lot of those lakes, and, and uh, he's just a great fisherman, great guy. I'm proud to see Brassmaster did a write-up on him. He is not a fan of what's happened. We're going to get Todd on here Pretty soon to talk about that, but he's one of those guys that was very outspoken about. You know, he didn't like the way things were headed, and so he's he's came out and he is uh, he's leaving leaving the tour. He's left the tour and he's going to uh, fish both divisions of opens. He's going to fish some Texas team trail tournaments. BF, he's going to be fishing every week probably, which is where he's the most dangerous. And if you're from Texas listening to this, and I know you a lot of you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but Todd and Russell Cecil are coming back for your dollars. Whew. May take them a while to get back to form. I don't know. They've been out a couple of years on them team tournaments, but man, oh man. Todd's had a hell of a fall. He's been he's him and Jason Bonds have won some tournaments. So um, but yeah, he's gonna he's he was telling me the BFL's kickoff next week and something that was announced actually this morning, um, that is really cool. And very interesting, given what's going on, is Ranger Boats announced a huge contingency program, Ranger Cup, for the BFLs. Five grand. Five grand if you win a BFL. So they didn't sponsor MLFLW. Got out of it. But they're betting on the anglers. And I think... With all this craziness in the business world, we're seeing that, and that's something I hear a lot. Um, bet on the race horses, not the race track, a little bit. And so, giving back, and I, and and they said in the press release they've got a lot more to come. So I would expect that at the pro circuit level and the elites, PPTs, all these things that Ranger's going to have a program. That if you're a Ranger boat owner and you win a tournament uh, or your highest finisher, they've got that in there too. It's like a thousand bucks, dude. These contingency programs, and a lot of boat companies do them. Todd Castledine joked on the show that he personally put Legend boats out of business <laughs> because he won too much money. It's always his joke, but they had a really ridiculous contingency program for a while, and uh, uh, it's it's good to see because a lot of people are like, "Whoa, they're out! They're out on FLW. They've sponsored FLW for so long." what what's what's going to happen what's the deal well they're investing back in the anglers they're investing in their customers which are the guys that are fishing bfls fishing costas uh, fishing the flw press circuit buying boats and they're giving back if you perform you get paid i think that's really cool i've always been real passionate about those contingency programs i think that um if you were loyal to a product, PowerPole has a great one. The Toyota deal was huge, bonus bucks. Ranger was the first. The Ranger Cup was one of the first. But, you know, I know Phoenix does one. Uh, Skeeter does one. Baskat does one. Uh, I think Camus now has like a really crazy one, uh, six or seven grand, something like that. Like, dude, if you're if you're fishing any event, like you better check into this stuff <laughs> because it's a lot of side money, man. It's a lot of side money, but I was excited to see that um, because a lot of people, it's its split depending on the, the side of the fence you're on. When people saw that Ranger, you know, they weren't in Bass Pro, they weren't going to be sponsoring FLW anymore. It's like, whoa, um, which was something I kind of said could happen on this podcast based on the strong arming that was going on and, and the sponsor negotiations and different things with FLW and MLF. Once MLF bought FLW and some of the things that these endemic sponsors were asked, and uh, and, it, and it kind of backfired a little bit. Now, granted, will they be replaced with non-endemics? Probably. Who knows? But we know for a fact, you know, Coast is out. Uh, Yeti's sponsorship seems to have gone down. Bass Pro was out on FLW and then, of course, Ranger now and the other White River Marine Group brands. So they, this is how they, they're giving back. This is how they're giving back. So uh, check that out. That's cool. And I think that's very interesting, though. Will we see that from other companies? Will we see that from Costa Sunglasses? You know, uh, I work with Costa really closely. I'm not uh, 100% sure on that. I haven't talked with them on that. But, you know, will there be a contingency program from those guys to kind of fill in the fact that they're not a they're not giving that organization the money? They're going to give it to the anglers. That's That's an interesting play. Uh, I know TH Marine has an, an incentive program, the Atlas Awards. Um, I, I think it's it's cool to see people that are loyal to brands get rewarded because they stick with those products for a long time. And, you know, there's certainly been, you know, people in bass boats, We I, I laugh, it's like the Bass Boat Central when you rep your brand and your signature, 1998 Stratus with a 400 Merc. <laughs> Tell how fast it runs and all that but i say that joking but we are proud it's like chevy versus ford and blah 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 it, we, bass fishermen as a whole we're very proud of the brands that we represent and we're very proud of of, uh, of the you know the boats we choose to run you know lord knows you get on facebook and there's the ranger boats owner group and the phoenix and the skeeter and the basket Ca- and it's and it's crazy and it's sometimes it's regional you know certain regions you see guys running bass boats you know you go to go to freaking Texas and there's a skeeter parked in every yard <laughs> it's 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 wild man it's wild but um, great boat great people out there running that company um and they give back they give back a lot and and uh and you've seen with those guys at skeeter some of this shifting around um it's never been said skeeter Yamaha but it would appear. From the outside, that they didn't like what was going on at BPT. They haven't sponsored it uh, necessarily, and and their money's you know always gone to bass. They never really supported FLW a ton. Had some FLW guys over there, but then some of their big time pro staff guys that are associated with that they got cut in the offseason, season, which I've talked about that before. But um, but and so they're kind of restructuring some of their stuff, betting on some different racehorses. You know, not betting on the track um and that's always interesting i, I talked to somebody about this this weekend down in Texas when we we're doing the six sense thing, and that's that's what's always been interesting about the tournament world uh in particular in the way it has to function, whether it be bass or f l w in the past because m l f you know that's it's a new thing but you have a ton of entry fees going in this model. And they pay out a certain percentage, but then you have these huge sponsor contracts. And it does take a lot to put these events on. It takes a lot of money. A lot of money. But somebody I was talking with said, Well, what you know, just for simple math, out of a ten thousand dollar sponsor, how much does the angler actually get from the organization? And I I wonder if it's any. I wonder, you know, at FLW back in the day, at Bass now, at BPT, I wonder how much the angler – now, BPT is a different story because they don't pay entry fees. So somebody's got to be paying those payouts. So I dare say that they're probably getting some of that sponsor money. Um, But that's the thing. Is it feasible long-term in that? Uh, That's just kind of how it's always been. But, you know, big-time sponsor contracts, how much of that are the anglers actually getting? from all the organizations. And you're seeing some companies push back a little bit on that. And it's changing, man. It's changing. And, and as we enter a new decade, enter a new year, I think you're going to see a lot of marketing strategies change. There's a lot of people that are cutting back on this bass fishing game. And, you know, I just spent a weekend with with a big YouTube guy, Uh, in Ben Millican. He's got a huge channel. And this guy moves the freaking needle for the companies that he's associated with. And I talk about this to death on here, but man, we do see this shift coming because it's almost like the pro tournament game got too big for its britches at some point. Some people. And self-worth was a big thing. Thinking your value was more than it is. And and uh, and talking with, like, Ben Milliken about this, and I'm going to have Ben on soon because, man, he's got a cool perspective on all this fishing world. But, you know, when he puts something up there, it's tracked. The views, I mean, it's all tracked. That's what he does. You can see what that guy provides in a sense, you know. Uh, but when you put a logo on a guy's tournament jersey, As a sponsor I'm talking about And they say hey man it cost you 10 grand To be on there I'm going to get X amount of TV time I want to do this It's hard to track your ROI Your return on investment In that situation So Companies are betting on Different (laughs) Different race horses Now And we're definitely seeing a shift And I hope Because I'm a tournament guy at heart even though I'm a YouTube guy too, I'm a tournament guy at heart. I hope that all of this bullshit will calm down at some point, where the industry will stop being divided so much, and before it's too late for a lot of lot of pros, I, I worry. I worry about that before it's too late, and the industry just goes the hell with it. I'm not going to sponsor pro anglers. We're just gonna keep that money, it goes to our bottom line. Cause that's what that's the most significant thing in business that I think a lot of uh of you out there that are seeking sponsors that, that you may not understand. A marketing budget is just extra money. Okay. A marketing budget is based off of your overall sales most of the time, a certain percentage, and it's set. But if you didn't spend that in marketing, guess where it goes? To your bottom line, to your profit. And when people really dig deep at companies and there's a lot of that going on right now in the industry as a whole when you dig deep and you look at that you better be getting the bang for your freaking buck because if you're sponsoring Jim Bob and 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 Ricky Don that fish Bassmaster and MLF and and whatever they better be working and they and you better be able to physically in some way see that they're at least trying to work for you. And it's it's a hard thing. That's always been the the biggest thing in pro fishing. And and now for the first time ever in the last few years, pro anglers have direct competition as far as for views and impressions and things. And that's coming from this right here, and that's YouTube. So it's 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 almost like the wild west, but um, but I think with the BPT Bassmaster FLW split professional angling professional anglers and the organizations didn't do themselves any favors when all this took this nosedive and went it's separate ways i just don't i think that it um, it definitely hurt some guys um and we've talked about there have been guys that that have became irrelevant due to the divide there are guys that became more relevant um but the overwhelming thing I see is you see a lot of guys going swipe up to my YouTube. Guys are thinking they gotta work harder, and that's that's good. That's good. Um, it's pushing me. Lord knows, it's pushing me. The old hey man, I'm gonna put a decal on my truck and on my boat and on my jersey. Those days are over. You gotta bust your ass, and uh, I think a lot of these a lot of these guys are realizing that now, big time. But. That paradigm shift that I'm talking about, it's, uh, it's it's changing. And I think overall, you fans, and y'all can comment below, a lot of people are um, they're sick of the divide, you know, and they're sick of ha- feeling like they have to choose. I read a lot of comments like that, and I never want to come across as the guy that wants to stand in the middle of the divide and try to, you know, push the divide further. I think it's awesome that we've got a lot of bass fishing to watch Even if you don't like maybe the BPT format or you don't know as many guys at bass or something anymore, you know, um, if you're a fish head, if you're a fan of the sport, I said this at the end of last year as well, there's more fishing to watch than ever. Um, there's going to be a lot of great guys to watch on the FLW pro circuit this year. A lot of great guys, you know, a lot of good friends of mine talked about that a little bit, but you know, they're still going to do live coverage. You're going to be able to see these guys catch them. And and something that was funny that was said this weekend is the weights won't change because Scott Martin's not an FLW. 12 pounds will still be 12 pounds, right? 15 pounds still be 15 pounds. And somebody's going to catch them. Somebody's always going to catch them. It's very interesting. Uh, the only thing that I was frustrated about in that, speaking of FLW, in the pro circuit, that roster came out is guys like Jason Christie, who (sighs) Google him, Jason Christie with a Y, not the real Jason Christie, but he's back for a second year, never qualified the first time. Damn sure didn't qualify to be back. That guy's back fishing. Several other guys that didn't qualify at all, that didn't even fish Costas last year, that are fishing the tour. And, The sad thing is, is when you're trying to preach that this is the feeder system for what's now BPT and what Gerald and Tim talked about, this no entry fee, you know, supposedly the best of the best of the best. And granted, 75% are the best of the best that are there. I mean, resumes speak for themselves, but... This is the feeder system for that, and you're letting those guys in because you couldn't—they couldn't have filled the field otherwise. And it's just like I said, uh, because there's not that many guys willing to throw in forty grand. But like I said, leading up to that, um, it's just there's always going to be those guys that are willing to pay forty grand so they can tell somebody they're a pro fisherman, and and that's a problem. That's always been a problem in the sport. That's always been a problem in the sport. With with qualifying and different things, um, but the, and, but here's that being said though, cream rises to the top always. Jeremy Lawyer, Joseph Webster, Brad Knight, Josh Weaver, Matt Steffen, Alex Davis, little Maddie Becker, John Cox, um, leaving some out I know for sure. Little Sammy George, lots of really good Tom Reddington. Lots of good guys and great fishermen still there, but it is very frustrating to see some guys, you know, that are just doing it because they wrote a check, you know, or they swiped their credit card and paid their deposit. So that's that's rough. Um, that's rough to see. And I've seen a lot of comments about that. And that takes away from the legitimacy. And it takes away from the legitimacy of, of my, my friends that are there. It took away from the legitimacy of us last year that Jason Christie was there. A guy that plays off of this name that one of the greatest bass fishermen of all time has got. You know? um, and there's stories for days. I ain't talking about them. Alleged stories. Google it yourself. Ain't a good situation. Ain't a good situation. Don't need to be out there. There's a couple others out there that don't need to be out there either. Um, you know, and you don't ever have to worry about them getting to that next entry fee level or no entry fee level or anything like that. Uh it's something else that came up though, speaking of, of the FLW thing, something else that came up in a conversation yesterday. And I wanna and I wanna I want to get Tim Horton back on here and some of the guys as we go along, and they got a couple years, but I will find it interesting to see these guys that are paying you know not paying entry fees now, 10 of them are going to drop out in another two years, supposedly back to the pro circuit. How will that look then? Will they have to pay 40 grand entry fees? I don't know, man. Will they find some kind of exemption? I don't know, but that came up this weekend in some conversation that uh, will that actually have to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But that's kind of what's going on right now in my head a little bit. I wanted to to touch on a few things, talk about a few things, and and, uh, hopefully next week uh, I want to kick off 2020 with a little Zona action. Going to try to have Mark Zona on. Mark and I talked last night about it. Hopefully get him on uh, next week and kick the year off right. But thank you all for letting me do this. Thank you for letting me do it by myself. Comment below if you like the rambling, the rambling Luke uh, podcast just by myself. Uh, I like having guests on, but sometimes it's nice just to go old school like I used to, turn on the mic and just ramble. And whatever comes out, comes out, you know? And that's what I wanted to do today. That's how I wanted to end my 2019 was by doing that. By by doing that, and and it's it was fun, it was fun. So I really appreciate that opportunity. I appreciate the fact that all of you get on here weekly. You watch and you comment, and um, it's awesome, man. It's so much fun. And and next year, which is a couple days away, we're gonna have a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, housekeeping notes, real quick. Be sure if you're not subscribed to subscribe. Okay. Subscribe. Give me a uh, give me a give me a hug, an online hug by subscribing. Lots of cool things coming. The traveling circus episodes are here finally. January eighth, the first one from Minnesota. Me and my buddy Kyle Wood, we filmed this fall. will be coming up. It'll be dropping then. Got the new series, boats and pros will be towards the end of January. That'll be dropping. Got a couple videos that'll be coming out from Texas. They'll be doing weekly vlogs, be doing weekly low-budget lives. And if you're coming to the Bassmaster Classic, drop a comment below. We've got something uh, I'm working on for the Classic. I've had a lot of you reaching out to me, asking if I'm going to be there, if LBL is going to be there. I'm always there. I'm there every year. Not fishing, unfortunately, but I'm there every year with TH and with other sponsors, but I will be there this year in Birmingham, but trying to work on something right now for low-budget live, okay? And if I can pull it off, it is going to be a an absolute blast. And you out there can be a huge, 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 huge part of it, okay? Huge part of it. So hopefully uh, everything will work out with that and details to come on low-budget live at the Bass Master. Classic Birmingham a la frickin' Bama. Okay? Thank y'all very much for everything you've given me this year, the support, the comments, the topics to talk about. Um, But thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. From me to you, I hope that 2020 is the best year for all of us. I hope this decade is amazing for all of us, and I hope that you all join me in 2020 because I can promise you one thing. It's going to be one hell of a ride thanks to y'all and only y'all, okay? Y'all make this happen. So thank you, and when I see you, we're going to be in a new decade. Have a good one. Happy New Year's, everybody.
1: I the tube below, I never could make it last Spanish moss Civil War ghosts, well I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine, it don't matter east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway does not know my name and I don't care. No, I don't care. in my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.